Hi world, welcome to Litivation. I am your host, Sam. So Litivation is all about literature, motivation, and in some ways, law. Just because I'm a lawyer and I'm probably going to speak about it at some point during this podcast. I challenged myself to read one book a week. Now this is quite a popular challenge with a number of communities, but I just wanted to do it to shake my mind up a little bit, to see whether there was anything I could learn from other people. And obviously there is always something to learn from other people. But enough of that, let's get into today's book, or should I say this week's book, and see what motivation we can learn from it. This is a really good book to start with, actually, and it's a really great one for shaking up your mind. This week's book is Limitless by Jim Quick. It was published in 2020, and it, I guess, in the category of learning and self-improvement, but I'm not entirely sure. Now, it's not related to the movie Limitless with Bradley Cooper, and it's not related to the subsequent TV series Limitless, which was based off the movie by him with Bradley Cooper. It is a separate book um, about learning, actually, and reading, and how to better prepare yourself to do either of those activities. And at some point, I will definitely need the reading ability to get through one book a week, especially with those really long books you feel like are never going to end. So what can you take away from this book? What will you get out of it? Is there any value? Well, I'm going to share what value I got out of it and what I took away at the end. So the first thing that I found interesting in the book, or which resonated with me, was the Why the Book Matters section. It talks about four impacts of the digital world on our ability to concentrate, our mind, and our ability to learn. And, you know, this really hit home for me. So the first one is digital deluge, which essentially is talking about how we have too much information uh, in front of us these days. There is so much information coming at us that it's really difficult to try and concentrate on any one piece of information. And I can say that I've definitely experienced that in my life. Then he talks about digital distraction, where we constantly get distracted by the changes in our phones, our devices. You know, when you're trying to focus on something, you're trying to read something, you know, a text notification comes up, how we get distracted. Again, something I experience in everyday life, but, you know, according to Jim Quick, will distract us from the important things. The third one is, again, digital dementia. This one talks about how uh, technology is making things so convenient for us that we don't really rely on ourselves anymore. We don't really remember anything. Instead, we sort of go to Google Maps to find our way somewhere. We don't use our own reasoning to try and solve a problem. Instead, we just go straight to Google. Again, I'm guilty of this in spades. And this leads into the last one, which is called digital deduction essentially where we get so confident in the information we get online that we think we are right all the time and that we are experts in everything. Again, I'm pretty sure this resonates with most people. And what did I get from that? I basically decided that reading a book a week was probably a good thing to help with these four digital issues. 
I'm well too connected these days, just like everyone. And you know, this really made me think, put the phone down, um, put the laptop down, disconnect as much as possible, and really start thinking about the information that I am taking in from the things that I'm watching, from the things I'm listening to. Is it really good for me? Is it really right? Should I you know, try this new fad? It really made me think about my critical thinking and, and how much I've let my mind wander. The second thing that sort of struck out at me was him talking about some lies of learning. He talks about common sayings and discusses why they aren't actually correct. Like this one, you know, people believing that knowledge is power. So I've heard that one many times ever since I was young. And we see it all the time in motivational books, really, in motivational speeches. You know, if you have the knowledge, you have the power, you should inform yourself. Jim Quick sort of turns this on its head. He says that knowledge, to some extent, can be power, but it's not the knowledge itself because it's just information. It's instead how you use that knowledge. And that sort of rang true with me. You know, you could accumulate all of the knowledge in the world. You could know everything. But if you don't do anything with that knowledge, if you just sit on it and don't act, is it really powerful? I would say no. So again, this was a good reminder that as much as I might collect information, like some sort of bowerbird, if I don't use that information, then I'm not really powerful, am I? I'm not really, really helping myself. And so that was a really good reminder. And another one of the lies that he talks about is the lie of criticism. The criticisms of other people matter. In this case, he's saying it doesn't. In the end, you walk your own path, you make your own decisions, and you express yourself in your own way. And the backlash that you get from people is not really that important. So many of us these days get really hung up on the comment section of social media or people's reaction to our social media. And really that's not our value. Our value is what we make of it ourselves and how secure we feel in ourselves. And again, that was a really nice message and something that's really important for the modern day. Jim Quick also talks about how to protect your energy and how to harness your energy better in your day-to-day -day life. One of the tips is to have a clean environment. Declutter, not overcrowd yourself with items. Otherwise, you know, the more you surround yourself with, the more likely you are to get distracted. Another one was having a positive peer group, which I've heard in, in multiple contexts. You are the sum of the, the people around you. Most times I hear that you are the sum of the closest five people. If you surround yourself with people who have negative opinions or have a certain view on the world, then you are likely going to develop somewhat similar views to them. You may hate a particular type of salad dressing. You may really dislike a company. You may be really buying into Apple phone. Either way, a lot of that can stem from the people who you are listening to around you. And from my own view, I see this come up a lot in respect to algorithms now. It's not 
a coincidence that all of the advertisements you're seeing based on the content that you're consuming, that's the whole point of algorithms, like advertising algorithms. And so this reminds me again that if I'm consuming this content, whether it be directly from an individual I'm talking to or online through news articles I'm reading or posts I'm, I'm looking at, this information is being fed back to me through the algorithms. And you'll get a sense pretty quickly about whether your view that you're cultivating in your own mind is positive or negative. So yes, what I took from that is Google is watching everything you do and you should be really careful about who you're associating with. <laughs> Another important reminder that came out of this book for me was when he talks about multitasking as a sort of barrier to getting into a flow state. Although I myself have not experienced a flow state that I'm aware of, I do know that my attempts at multitasking have been failing of late. I don't get things done quite as efficiently as what I would think. And again, he debunks the myth of multitasking and reminds people that you can't really multitask effectively. Sure, you can half-ass things at the same time, but real focus on a project or uh, something that you're doing is really important. Otherwise, you're not going to really get anything done that you're multitasking on. In short, you really can't split your focus effectively. And the last thing that I'll talk about that struck out to me was how he breaks down different types of intelligence. And that was really nice to see because not everyone can be book smart, so to speak, and not everyone can solve complicated math problems. But that doesn't mean you're not intelligent. It just means that your intelligence manifests in different ways. Let's move away from those old tests of intelligence, like IQ tests, and move towards having faith in yourself and just doing your best. Those are the things that I took from this book. There are activities included in the book that you can do to help increase your speed at reading and to help you learn more efficiently. I have worked through those, but have not yet been successful at implementing those. So I can't comment on whether they are effective methods or not, but I would definitely encourage people to have a go themselves. On my side of things, I'm going to take a page out of this book and I'm going to read more. I'm going to cut out all of the distractions as much as I can and not care about that comment section. Thanks for joining me today and I'll see you next week on the next book.